Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, it is that time of the week where we bring our friends from Black Locks Reporter into the groove. Of course, they do all the heavy digging and get all the stuff that doesn't get enough play, but it really should. No one doing that better than Tom Korski, managing editor of Black Locks Reporter. And Tom, today, this, uh, today was an important day. So Ian Stewart, president of the Public Health Agency, had a choice, either show up for a public shaming in the House of Commons after being held in contempt or face arrest by the Commons Sergeant-at-Arms if he fails to appear. He did show up, but he forgot to bring the documents that he was supposed to hand over months ago, and now all we're seeing is this, you know, obstruction from the liberals. They're doing whatever they can not to turn these documents over. You're right. And the saga continues. Uh, The point being, somebody gave security clearance to Chinese scientists, including researchers with the People's Liberation Army, to work at Canada's premier federal lab in Winnipeg that was managed by President Stewart's public health agency. Who hired them? Why were they fired? Why did the RCMP raid the lab and seize computer hard drives? What happened to these researchers? All these questions that were initially dismissed as mere privacy and human resources matters by cabinet, but are now acknowledged to be very serious questions involving national security. They were dealing with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Are you kidding me? Today, President Stewart shows up to be admonished for contempt of parliament. It was not an empty ritual. This is uh, deeply shaming for public Uh, service executives. It hasn't happened in 130 years. It is basically saying to President Stewart, you think you are above the law. You think you are bigger than parliament and you are not my man. And he stood there in the commons for 27 minutes while MPs discussed the many, many failings of the public health agency. But you're right. The documents still have not been produced. So the search continues. Interestingly, Gerald Butts, who, of course, is the mouthpiece and the brains for the prime minister, tweeted out, denigrating public servants and public service has become a feature of our politics in Canada. It's not good for the country, to which I said, right, so stop making them do all your dirty work. I mean, is he kidding me? In this case, MPs now have a motion. They want the speaker to issue a warrant. This has the effect of a court order to go over to the public health agency's offices on Colonnade Road in Ottawa and raid the office with a warrant to seize those documents that MPs are after. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, President Stewart is unfortunately burdened with a condescending manner in uh, his numerous committee hearings. He had this bizarre inability to read a room Mm -hmm. and thought he was going to lay down the law for MPs. And he ignored order and defied order after order after order. And MPs finally had enough. So the message went out, hey, big boss, everyone who thinks they're the big boss, if you didn't get elected by 60,000 electors in a riding, mm-hmm. those are the people who run the country, not cabinet appointees. Don't ever forget it.
Yeah, it's not the first time we've seen it. Of course, we saw the disgrace of the the you know the top guy um, you know during the SNC um, scandal, um, Michael Warner uh, Warniak, uh, who left, of course, and went into retirement. But again, we saw the the same kind of those at the top of the civil service side doing like the dirty work of the government. It's not how this country's supposed to work, and we were just seeing it far too often. This has happened half a dozen times. You and I have discussed yeah. the Canada Infrastructure Bank has defied yeah. a c- committee order in invoking uh, uh, apparently top security. Does this involve Chinese? No, it involves their executive bonuses. How mm. craven, self-serving, and cynical is that? MPs have had enough, but a new benchmark has been set. And, and everyone got the message in Ottawa today, I can tell you. And the message was it went right to the top of the public service. Don't be smart. Don't be clever. Don't defy House orders. There are limits, and MPs will enforce their orders. So you can suffer the chore of following the rules like every other public service executive has done for the last 154 years. If you find that onerous, good luck in the private sector. Yeah, and bottom line is um, they work for us, and they seem to forget that. And if we don't make this stand. Uh, there's no point in having a parliament or a system because clearly they are trying this government to obstruct and filibuster and go about business in any which way of how we actually do business. Um, but you've got another public health story and, and, and it doesn't get better for public health, which is just, <laughs> I mean, they are completely useless, but you guys find these internal moment uh, memos from July 31st um, that predicted, quote, reasonable best-case scenarios that the pandemic would peter out with relatively low infection rate. And then, of course, we got the second wave that tripled the death count, prompting lockdowns nationwide. But they called this a slow-burn scenario. And um, so they thought this whole thing in the second wave was going to be all slow-burn, don't worry, this is how it's going to go out. And then we get a third wave that's been even worse. I mean, they don't know what, they don't, they can't find their head from their rear end. Well, this is why they call the sciences evolving. As they said aboard <laughs> yeah. Hindenburg, the situation is evolving as we crash <laughs> yeah. in flames. Uh, it, it was, it's an unbelievable memo. Uh, you're right, it's from last July 31st on the eve, on the eve of a second wave that just clobbered hospitals, small business, you name it. And uh, they they persisted in these, these various models and scenarios that they maintained. One of them is, and it persists to this day, that there would be only 10% of people who would become infected. That has mm. been disputed so many times, not by media, by epidemiologists who say, you're just making it up. You're making up your models. Alex, if you wonder why we weren't prepared, why so many people died and so many businesses Businesses were ruined. It all goes back to our friends at the public health agency. They're, they were the yeah. ones on the spot. Yeah, and for whatever reason, science never evolves on climate change. That's settled. It just always evolves on this pandemic. But it's true because, you know, the premiers who have had to do the heavy lifting have taken the brunt of the criticism and the hit because of information being given to them by public health. And so you got to wonder, um, and including Dr. Tam, who's been wrong on everything, uh, too. So at what point does someone get fired and they put competent people in to, to, to start fixing this? Is it after the pandemic or the next pandemic? Yeah, that's a rhetorical question. Although today, uh, the president of the public health agency, Mr. Stewart, did not do his resume any good. Uh, long after Mr. Stewart leaves this mortal coil, 
the newspapers will put this in his obituary. He was the guy. Oh, I remember him. Yeah, he was the guy who mm. was busted, cited for contempt by the entire House of Commons. I, I remember that guy. You know, yeah. uh, there, there will be far-reaching consequences of this pandemic. One of them, I think, is serious questions about the base-level competence of federal agencies in the name of science or whatever to get the job done. Uh, they uh, have failed at the public health agency in epic terms, spectacular terms, in the core mandate, in, in, in based on internal audits, their own memos, their own guidance. The reason they existed and were given a $675 million a year budget. And if there's not a judicial inquiry, I don't know, Alex, this one just begs for it. Yeah, well, you know, the one was building a bathroom who quit, and then you got Ian Stewart, and he's doing his thing, and then you got the rest of them, like, running around with their heads on fire, but they can't figure anything out. It, it's And the auditor saying, we don't want to talk about the bad stuff. Let's move forward. It's and Honestly, it's nuts. But we'll stay tuned. All right, I, uh, I got to get going. I'll talk to you about the CBC and their uh, very expensive pundits uh, on Wednesday, if I can get that in. Tom... <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate talking to you. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. That is Tom Korski. Always can count on him for comedic relief. If I didn't, if I didn't laugh, I'd cry. Nonetheless, Blacklock's reporter digging up all the stuff that we really do need to talk about. You can, of course, get the subscription. It's worth every penny.